Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We've got a great show for everybody today. Great, great show. I want to uh, just tell you, first of all, Kathy Stalp is in the house. And right after her, at the half hour, uh, we'll be joined by Elizabeth Anglin. So get ready to do some communicating with spirit, psychic medium, animal communicator, as well as getting ready for an update on what's going on from Kathy Stout. You guys, thank you so much for tuning us in, turning us on here on the Dr. Pat Show. I am so very excited about some of the things we have planned for you uh, for Transformation Talk Radio. Uh, there's just so much incredible energy out there, people that want to come to the table that, that are ready to help all of us live our lives. I just want to say hello to Mr. Benny. Hello, Mr. B. Hi, Pat. Oh, man, it's another beautiful day here in the Pacific Northwest. Amen, sister. Hey, hallelujah. And uh, I don't know if the sun is shining across the uh, country at our affiliate, WBLQ 1230, but whatever it is, the sun is shining somewhere for somebody. Kathy Staub joining us here today. Uh, been an incredible service. Kathy and I meet every month, and we've actually pretty much have met uh, for, uh, I would say, every month now for about a year or so, maybe a bit longer. Um, but she is somebody that has brought an extraordinary message uh, to the Dr. Pat Show beyond the gloom and doom of the housing market, beyond what you may be hearing about shortages, beyond what you may be hearing about the collapse of the economy and all of that stuff. So here's what I want to say. She has really been the positive realtor for a reason. Her website, PositivePathHome.com, is where you can go for information about everything we talk about. But here's the deal. The reason that she is not only still in the game, but is in the game more than most are, is because she is amazing. She is positive, And she's on your side. Every show we've done has been in service of the millions of people out there that are wondering about what to do with their homes, what are some of the alternatives and options, what's going on in the housing market, and how do you find a realtor that has stayed on the pulse of what's been going on uh, in this country and is not only in the game, but has an amazing list of clientele that she's worked with for years. As a matter of fact, the last show we did on reverse mortgages, just so you guys know, was a fabulous show. Kathy brought that conversation to the table. And here's what I want to tell you. Realtors get nothing on that. She did that show because... Uh, of the need and the demand to understand it. Today, we're talking about housing. Now, you ready for this? 
get ready. Looming housing shortage when the inventories have looked so good. Kathy, welcome to the show. This is a big conversation. Yes, hi. Good to, to talk with you again. It's good to talk with you again. So t housing shortage, everybody is probably scratching their heads thinking, really? Tell us what you mean. What, why is there a housing shortage and, how, and, and what have you found out? Well, you know, I watch trends in real estate and um, it seems to, I think most of us, the appearance is that houses are just languishing on the market and that we've got a lot of excess inventory and that there is a lot of foreclosures and REO properties. Um, on the market out there, but the reality is we're moving quite rapidly into a housing shortage, and what's happening is, for instance, I track North King and Snohomish County numbers, and we're getting twice as many homes going to pending as are coming on the market new, so that's going to, with time, eventually get us back down to where we have a housing shortage, which is going to turn the market. Um, mm -hmm. Yesterday, for instance, we had 63 new homes come on the market in the area that I track, and 117 were pending. And that trend has been going on now for about six weeks or longer. So I think we're slow as humans to watch these trends. Um, and uh, I just want to bring it out because people that are waiting, the market has already turned. It's just we don't see it yet. So what is it that, you know, that we could help people understand about this idea of a looming house, housing shortage? I mean, how can there be a housing shortage? I mean, it's almost counterintuitive, but you've, had, you've done some incredible research on this. Well, let's go back to when the um, rise started in, say, 2005. Um, the housing market actually started showing signs of slowing down in 2005, the inventory was increasing, which is just the opposite of what's happening now, but prices continued to climb well into 2007. And if the buying public and the real estate industry had been paying attention to the growing inventory issue, they would have seen the slowdown coming sooner than they did because it, it, it's just common sense. It's just supply and demand. When you have too much inventory, prices drop. When you have not enough inventory, prices rise. And so what we're seeing is the Declining prices have already stopped, and we're getting multiple offers again, um, particularly in the low 200 and below range, 200,000 and below range. That's a very, very hot market right now. When you get up in the 1.2 million and above, that's a very stable market. That never did have the big peaks and valleys um, that the medium price homes had uh, over the last seven years, let's say. So, so you know, one... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, one of the things that I think that all of us are, are really curious about is, you know, some of the things that that finally are coming to the surface, some of the things that you're, you're going to talk with us about today, which really wasn't evident last year or a year ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think we were all still kind of like waiting to see where, where the economy was going. And I think people are, there's much less fear out there. Don't you think that? Don't you yeah, feel that I with do. All the people you're you're talking with, there's no question about it. Yeah, and and I think in the past seven years, um, we overbuilt as usual. <laughs> it happens in the rental market as well. It happens in the commercial market as well. But um, in the past seven years, the new construction first exceeded what we needed, uh, and then it fell short of the historical norm. Uh, in our United States area here, we 
You need about 1.6 million new homes a year. Um, the U.S. long-term growth of new households is 1.3 to 1.4 million a year. So we need to build just above that to just satisfy the people that are here and the new households being formed. Um, right now, 2011, the U.S. is adding about 660,000 new homes, which is half of the number needed. So we overbuilt in 2005, about two and a, a little over 2 million homes were built. 2006, it dropped down to 1.8. 2007, the new home construction dropped to 1.3. And by 2009, there were only 560,000 new homes built. So it, it, it's the same thing as the downturn. It takes time. It takes two or three years to get down to the comfortable level. But again, it's going to take two or three years to get started back up again. I think one of the really interesting things was in September, the National Association of Realtors came out and published that we have the lowest housing start since World War II right now. I mean, that is, many people don't really understand what that really means. I mean, say that again, because, you know, that that particular statistic is incomprehensible since if you go back and you look at the population before World War II uh, and you did a comparison of that, uh, you could really see that we've just pretty much stopped. Yeah. We've stopped building. Yeah. And if you think about that, you're having the lowest new housing construction since World War II. That's over 50 years. You know, our U.S. population is 312 million, and we're rising by about 3 million a year. Um, 550,000 units were under construction in 2011. You know, that, that, that's half. I mean, that's half of what we need to start with, and that says that that's the same amount of housing we were building when the U.S. population was half its current size. So, you know, and it's not just um, supply and demand. I mean, the credit crunch really hurt, too, because builders yeah. couldn't, get, couldn't get the funds. Right, right. Right. I mean, is this an area that you see us catching up? Uh, I know when we come back from break, we're going to talk about the long-term impact of this. Um, but, I mean, don't you feel like it's, it's – isn't it kind of interesting what a difference a year makes, Kathy? Because oh, I think last year – yeah, last year we were doing a show on uh, the extraordinary uh, amount of inventory that was out there, right? Right, um, right. Yeah, yeah. On the one hand, people are doing really well in terms of buying and selling their homes right now in a lot of places in this country that haven't been doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, maybe they're not getting the kind of price they thought they would get three years ago. Uh, but aren't we even starting to see some bidding wars now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got, Let's I've take got, a short break. Yeah. yeah, let's take yeah. a short break. When we come back, well, I want to talk about, you know, some of the areas that we're actually seeing uh, where places have been overbuilt, what's out there. Kathy Stout joining us here today, the looming housing shortage. What does it mean to you? Uh, and what do you want to think about? How does this looming housing shortage also affect rental? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Have you ever wanted to join a yoga class, yet felt self-conscious or simply didn't have the time? Now you can bring live kundalini yoga into your home with KRI certified Dr. Ann Taylor. You will learn a scientific technology of movement, mantra, meditation, and breathing techniques designed to balance your mind, body, and spirit. Sign up today for our free newsletter and receive your first class free. Visit Ann with an E, Taylor.com. 
Are you at a crossroads? Feeling stuck? I'm Karen Hager, the Fog City Psychic. My gift is helping people who are in transition receive spirit-led guidance about their next steps. I offer private sessions via phone or Skype, intuitive development classes, and much more. Please visit my website, fogcitypsychic.com, to find out how I can help you move out of the fog. Hey, Mary, I haven't seen you in so long. You look so different. What happened to your glasses? Did you have surgery? Whoa. I never noticed how blue your eyes are. No, I didn't have surgery, and I don't have to wear glasses anymore. I searched the Internet, and I found a website. It's called BetterEyesightNow.com. It is the best thing I have ever done. There's a program called Regaining Your Vision Naturally. And, oh, by the way, it helps reduce stress. You should check it out. And you might be able to get rid of your glasses. Go to BetterEyesightNow.com. Imagine you had a way to protect yourself from cancer, depression, disease, and dispel the nastiest bugs that attempt to hide undetected. Take a moment to wonder. How does that feel? How powerful? Did you know that enough golden sunlight produces vitamin D in your body to protect itself against disease? Producing enough vitamin D can kill cancer, even help with weight loss. This amazing little vitamin is actually not a vitamin at all, but a powerhouse of protection that can activate your body's innate healing ability, but only if you have enough in your blood to shine the light. Tune in to award-winning author Dr. Lucinda Messer as she shares how you can harness the power of sunlight to create a healthy body and mind. Her book, Powerful Medicine, Vitamin D, Shedding Light on a Worldwide Health Crisis, is like having a vitamin D expert on hand to answer all your health questions. For more information, visit PowerfulD.com. Welcome to Anacallis Herbs, a quirky company that believes Mother Earth gives us everything we need to heal our bodies naturally. We believe if you can't put it in your body, you shouldn't be putting it on your body. Our beautiful face creams and body salves are a treat for your skin and your soul. Our baby products are delightfully effective and non-toxic. You can find our products online at anagallis.com or call our master herbalist, 925-337-5229. Anagallis Herbs. If you can't put it in your body, you don't put it on your body. All is working, trying to relax. Up in the capsule, 10 p.m. a dream. Jokes, major talk. The count goes on. Everybody, welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by Kathy Stout is in the house. Before we uh, go any further, Kathy, let's make sure everybody's got your website and your phone number, uh, and then we'll get right back to the conversation. Okay. My phone number is 206-276-1070. Again, 206-276-1070. And positivepathhome.com. All right. Well, we were talking about some places that were heavily overbuilt. Uh, I don't think uh, Seattle or uh, uh, Rhode Island were two two of those places. You want to give us a, a lowdown and why that's important to to even think about? Well, you know, first of all, in places like Rhode Island and Seattle, there's not a lot of sprawl, so we didn't do a lot of overbuilding. Um, in comparison to like. What, uh, Las Vegas? Or no, you were telling me in Phoenix that people are buying houses for what, $30,000? Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a personal car. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, places that did so much building because they had room, you know, they had they had this ball going on, like Las Vegas, the Phoenix, Miami, parts of California. Um, they're going to not feel the shortage as quickly as places here, you know, did like Washington, Oregon, New Mexico, and Utah, where the boom in the bus was not nearly as severe, and supply and demand were relatively imbalanced. Because there are places that were just, I mean, literally decimated um, because of the overbuilding and then the loss of the demand. And then, of course, when credit, the credit crunch hit and people couldn't borrow, it didn't help. Um, you know, and here locally, and you're in the same area I am, uh, Dr. Pat, the last three years, the home building has been virtually non-existent. Right. Right. So, I mean, you know, Go yeah, go ahead. I mean, isn't this really interesting to be talking about this? Because it has, like, the ripple effect you talked about three years ago when you were doing this with us. We're mm-hmm. now starting to see what the ripple is. <laughs> right. Right. And it, 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 it's like, um, it's like doing a project. You know, it takes a while. It takes a while for the ball to get rolling. Um, there's been thoughts around our area that, like I said, have been virtually, I mean, they've just been sitting there. They're just dirt for, you know, three years or more. And for developer or builder, you know, once they locate the land, that takes time, they perform their feasibility study, which could be anywhere from, you know, 45 to 60 days. It takes another 18 to 24 months to purchase, zone, permit, and develop a new project. So you figure at a minimum, it's two years from the beginning until people can start moving in. And there just isn't a lot of projects in the pipeline, and nobody could get money until it looks like things are starting up again, but, you know, it was the credit thing that really hurt everybody. So, you know, now that we're looking at interest rates, which I'm assuming are still low, Mm -hmm. um, people, uh, you know, wondering, you know, is it really good to get out there and buy? Um, Apparently the banks have uh, loosened up a little bit, or or have they not? Where are we with the, you know, the, the, the lenders? You know, it's it's always been true, and this has never changed, that if you have a decent credit score, you are a qualified buyer. So some of the guidelines have changed, meaning the conditions that have to be met or the documentation that has to be provided. That's still quite restrictive. But if you are someone who, you know, has, has uh, the means, uh, and a good credit score, you're, you're still going to be able to get credit. But there's people buying every day. I mean, people think houses aren't selling. That's not true. You know, people are buying houses every day. So, you know, I, and I think one of the things that we're going to feel here locally is um, now that they're starting to build the rental market. You, you mentioned the rental market earlier. The rental market yes. is what is going to feel the, the shortage or the the lack of housing the most because nobody's building rental inventory. The only thing I'm seeing being built is single-family residences and virtually no condos even. I think there's one or two projects around here. But, um, you know, and then in the 1990s, the trend was for builders to buy up apartment complexes and convert them to condos. So we don't have a lot of rental inventory here locally. And right. I think, and this is at a time when people are leaving, or have left, I shouldn't say are leaving, they have left a lot of homes, and for the rental market's heating up here. So I'm a little surprised there aren't more investors snapping up some of this uh, lower 
price inventory. Although I had a duplex listed um, at the first week, we got two cash offers. So they're out there. It's just not as many as you can. So you know what? Let's you know let's continue to take a look at this for a, for a minute, and you know look at some of the you know the newer developments. What you see on the horizon? What you see coming? Well, um, I think there's when we talked about this before. I think there's a trend towards smaller, more affordable homes, getting away from the excess and the luxury. Although luxury construction is still um, going on, just not, not at the percentage. I think the percentage is weighing more heavily the smaller homes. What's interesting is I think there's going to be a real big shortage of condominiums and PUDs, uh, planned urban developments of the smaller lots, uh, because there's going to be 3.8 million boomers looking to downsize in the next decade. So I don't think we're building even enough to keep up with what's coming. When, it, you know, when we take a look at this, what does it mean for the people that are either um, sitting in homes right now or people that are looking to buy? I mean, what what are we what are we suggesting for folks? Well, what I'm saying is that we are already moving into a seller's market again. So okay. If people, so if people are waiting to buy. They, it, they just don't see it yet. Um, so if people are waiting to buy, they we're past the bottom. You know, so it it will. The pendulum is going to swing the other way. It will start slowly, of course, but it's just going to mean that with time, as time goes on here in the next few months to two years, the inventory is just going to be less and less and less. You're going to have less to choose from. So, are are we seeing that uh, you know? Are we seeing that building, uh, you know, activity ramping up, or you know, what 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 are we seeing? Um, I think we are. Yeah. I think we're seeing it, it ramping up. It's just, it's like any machine, it's just slow to start. Um, we had, in you know, I, I personally, and I'm sure you personally know, um, a lot of builders and suppliers that didn't make it through the last three years that went bankrupt or were wiped out in the recession combined with the credit crunch. Right. Um, so we have fewer builders to start with. And that, that, that there's a ripple effect there because, He's stopping to think of all of the businesses that new construction supports. Um, so it, it, it's just a ripple effect. It's not only the builders, but there's fewer trained contractors. A lot of them retired or changed professions because of a lack of work. Um, a lot less um, new apprentices are coming into the industry for obvious reasons. There hasn't been any job training because there hasn't been a demand. Um, so it's all going to lead up to this coming housing shortage is that the people that are still in the business now are going to have to try to find new suppliers, new vendors. Um, I, I just think, you know, like I'm saying, I just think that it, it's going to be slow to start. So, you know, when we take a look at this and we, you know, we look at the bottom line for all of this, you know, what's what's the summary of what's going on? What can you say about this, you know, and especially about the forecast and where, you know, where does Seattle fit in in the whole picture? Well, all real estate is local. And I think what Seattle's going to be experiencing is uh, relocation. Uh, we have a lot of employment here. Um, my understanding is there's a trend of, um, people moving up the coast from California. Um, I guess in Texas and California, they're experiencing some um, 
pretty severe gang activity, and people are moving this direction, bringing the families, keeping the families away from that into, you know, more safer places to live, and people still see the West here as a safe place to live. Um, I think that in addition to relocation, um, because we do have jobs, there's going to be more households created here, because in other parts of the country, graduates are staying home longer. Uh, they're staying with their parents just to get their financial footing and But here we have, and we'll always have things like, you know, babies are born, marriages happen, divorces happen. You know, we always have that. Um, but I think that here, you know, we're building about 5%, right now new construction is about 5% up from where it was last year. There's other parts of the country where it, it's up, you know, double-digit gains. I guess the Northeast, their new constructions are up 35%. So it's starting. It, it's starting. It's just we didn't build for so long. I really think we're going to come into a shortage as early as 2012. And, you know, when we say shortage, let's kind of recap what we mean for people. Um, you know, uh, we're talking about shortage of, uh, of n- you know, not just the, the the new developments, you know, new housing developments and so forth, but there is this kind of overflow that's coming from, like you said, you know, the boomers downsizing, other things happening, relocation into the area. Um, you know, what's going to be the long-term impact of the shortage? Is it going to drive the prices of homes up? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I, I guess sellers are happy about that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. And for consumers that are paying attention, I think the buying opportunity right now is huge. You know, but it's, it's, it's in addition to new construction, you know, we have neighborhoods that, you know, are 100, you know, 100 years old. Not like that. These are 200 years old, you know, per se. But it's going to have to be, there's homes that are, that have been left vacant, that are derelict that need repairs, that need work done to them, that's mm-hmm. all part and parcel of it. I mean, older homes need to be replaced. Um, it, the whole building industry has been so quiet for the last few years. It's more than just new construction. Well, I think this is really, you know, uh, real, uh, quite an insight into what's happening. Uh, any suggestions or a personal message for folks today, Kathy? Thank you for joining us. Thanks for the update. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. No, just um, keep your finger on the pulse and see what's going on out there. I, I think if, uh, and you know what else is one of the things we're seeing is people renting out their current homes and taking the advantage and buying. So, you know, the buying advantage is very, very strong right now. Oh, that's great. Now, are you going to be posting this information up on your website? Yes. Yeah. I can. All right, great. Great. Give out your website, give out your phone number in case folks have got questions. Thanks for joining me here today. Yes, my number is 206-276-1070, and it's positivepathhome.com. Thank you, Kathy Staub, everybody. We're going to take a short break when we come back. Uh, communicating with Spirit, uh, psychic medium, animal communicator Elizabeth Anglin. We'll be right back. Of course I knew. 